It's Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network? You can find all of our podcasts over at professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Live! Welcome, everybody! It is another episode of... Wait! Did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol, Plavog. Uh, We have kind of another huge episode this week. Uh, I'm here. My name's Tim. I'll be your host with the guy sitting in that chair over there. It's uh, it's Dan. Hi. It's been a hot minute, actually, Dan, since you've been here. Not a hot minute. <laughs> was but like, last week? Were you? <laughs> Listen, it's been. There's it was a Brian. There's a lot going on. I forgot about that. <laughs> it was only a week ago. Uh, listen, I remembered Brian was here, though. Oddly enough, uh, it's been a hell of a week. I'll say that we have another very, very, very special guest. As this week, we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the tournament champion of Adepticon. It is Mr. Nate GG from the Gamers Guild. Nate. Hello. Hello. How are you guys, man? Uh, I am well. What? So, first off, what have you been up to since we last saw you at uh, at the old um, Schwamberg Convention Center? Oh man, uh, a lot. Because like it, like in some ways, it feels like that was like maybe two weeks ago, but it's really been like three and a half months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, just uh, plenty going on with uh, life. Uh, let's see. I got to go to Gatlinburg and Dollywood and all that kind of stuff with uh, my, my wife's family had a, a week up there. That was a, a lot of fun, but, uh, but right now there's a, a lot of prep for a convention that I'm helping host and also a lot of excitement for getting to go to Gen Con is kind of like on the radar. Gen Con is really just one of those ones that's uh, just kind of on its own level, right? Mountain like, top. yeah, like there's 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 kind of a handful of conventions like Adepticon and Gen Con that are just like next level. Um, yeah, NashCon though happens to be way up there for me as well. Uh, I'll be going this year, and I am very 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 excited to. So, tell me a little bit about. NashCon, what you guys are are working on right now and some of the stuff to look forward to with NashCon itself. Yeah, absolutely. So NashCon is really a relatively small convention in Nashville, uh, which is where I hope and happen to be uh, pretty closely located to. And uh, putting on, I think, what will end up being the largest, uh, at least U.S.-based uh, MCP tournament mm. uh, come August, uh, which is really exciting and stuff so i have been working on tables and terrain and getting all that kind of stuff set up uh price support because we've got uh, some plaques that we're getting uh, engraved and stuff for first through third uh, as well as just a bunch of participation prizes which uh i, th- I think uh, i really like that vision that amg has set for Marvel Crisis Protocol and kind of enjoy maintaining that uh, yeah. image of like, hey, like it doesn't matter if you come here to like win and dominate. Like as long as you come, have fun, roll some dice, you still get the cool swag. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I completely agree. And, and it really makes it where I don't know. It's just a significantly nicer feeling, if you, especially if you're traveling a long distance across time zones, potentially across countries to be able to know that you're walking away with with something, that there's something there for you every single time. Not necessarily for participation, but just that you were part of that event. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you walked away with with part of that experience like everyone else did. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how many people are we looking at? Like how many tables? I, I, I've seen that you've recently kind of expanded that out. Like it is almost constantly uh, A growing. little bit. Yeah. So uh, our this year we started out with 64 spots. 
which meant 32 tables, which is plenty. Uh, and then basically after selling out through that in five hours, which is awesome. Huge wow. shout out really just to the Marvel Crisis Protocol community for, yeah, for real. It's like really small, usually like historically based uh, miniatures convention kind of gets overwhelmed with uh, Marvel players, which I'm sure they all hate. And it just makes me chuckle. Listen, Marvel had a <laughs> Civil War, too. It's all it's all the same. Yeah. It's all gravy. <laughs> Secret Absolutely. Ones. Yeah. They even had a second Secret. Civil War. <laughs> Just goes on for infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, basically, they didn't really give us a place to send people for a wait list or anything like that. Uh, and because communication has been unfortunately a little bit just poor between the NashCon uh, board and me and Gronko slash Grant who were hosting it, uh, we basically just ended up directing people to their contact us form. And I think they got flooded with a bunch of people saying like, hey, I want to sign up for the Marvel Crisis Protocol event, which is not what that form is designed for, but it's where <laughs> we sent them. Uh, and they gave us 20 more spots. So it worked. I love that. You know, sometimes they just hey. need to know that people want to play some MCP. So yeah, people absolutely. Want. All right. Uh, so I want my I think- MCP. Yeah, uh, but we've sold through uh, 15 of those even. So we're we're on track for a pretty sizable uh, tournament. So math isn't my strong suit, but that sounds like there's only five single tickets left for that event. Uh, as of right now, yeah, there there are five lonely tickets left. Um, and where now they can go if, if people wanted to sign up for, for that right now and grab one of those, they would go to NashCon.org, right? That would be the place. That sounds correct. All right, I'm gonna post that I'm link. Hundred percent sure. Right, but yeah, uh, honestly, enough. if you just, like, if you're just doing the Google search, do NashCon, find the events, scroll down. There's one that says Marvel on it, and uh, it should be forty dollars. But it is forty dollars that, that gets you like into the convention and also into the event. Oh, awesome! Okay, so there's no like need for a general admission ticket or anything like that. So I, I really like that when a convention does it. So it does. So it gets you into there for the whole weekend, right? And it's like it's mm-hmm. Friday through Sunday, correct? Uh, yes. Um, I mean that's a lot of convention tickets are like a day or a event, and this is both, which is kind of mm-hmm. you know makes it makes it, it obtainable. Yeah, makes it easier yeah, for, for sure. the, the casual person. So, yeah. right. So as far as like, because you're, you're, you're in the area or the general vicinity, um, your local scene, your local players, are they all like, is that a, a ride or die? Like they have to be there at NashCon or what's the, what's the temperature? We, got, there? Well, last year we had, uh, two represented from the Nashville scene. Uh, but I think this year we've got like a, a good, uh, 10 to 15 showing up from uh, middle Tennessee, which is yeah, a, a nice. vast improvement, which is really cool. And I'm excited to, uh, to see just more local people, uh, there and rolling dice. Well, I mean, and that's a great path too. you know what I mean? Like you keep that up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it won't be long until all of Tennessee is coming to NashCon. I mean, that's the hope. Mm-hmm. This is a nice thing to see about this game in general is I feel like the the player base is skyrocketing in the last few months, mm-hmm. especially I, the Facebook groups. It, it's starting to see calls all the time. Right? Yeah. 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 And in, in part, again, pointing toward uh, you guys a little bit like you guys are making this accessible to to people like, oh, Adepticon's going on. What are the streams? Oh, there's a Marvel Crisis Protocol stream. That looks fun. Uh, I so that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You guys did great. Listen, we don't know how to play the game correctly, but we can sure talk like we, we do. Did some things, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in the local scene, especially now that you have a pretty decent amount of people from the local scene headed to NashCon, are are there any rumblings of what about what people are bringing? Is there has has Brotherhood finally fallen off the 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 peak of what everyone's doing in Black Order? Are we so, seeing some uh, Shadowlands Daredevil or like what's What's the uh, what's the hubbub? You know what? I think I would have had a at least like a half decent guess two weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah, fair, uh, fair. but then A and G were just kind of like, "Hey, here's this bomb we're gonna set off uh, about what a month and a half before uh, NashCon happens." So uh, have fun with the meta. So it's, is it fair to assume that NashCon is gonna follow the Challenger standard timeline? 
Uh, yeah, we actually just uh, recently sent out an update to everybody coming. I had to go in and rewrite the players packet because originally I thought like, OK, cool, standard. We'll have a standard timeline event because like we're going to get the rules for that by NashCon and we'll just do like a little three round tournament on Friday, see what it's about, get feedback from people. Uh, but because AMG also just completely wiped off the face of the earth, the old band and restricted list, uh, I didn't really feel like extended was a, uh, a format that people would want to play five rounds into a top cut. Probably fair though. There's a lot of drop-off cards that have just been collecting dust that people are just waiting to sweep off. And some hired muscle. They want to get that hired muscle with the uh, panic grips and, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the all the nasty things that we don't want to play with. Now, I, I know from the players packet that there's kind of a couple different events that are going to be running over the weekend. Do you want to give us kind of a brief like 3000 foot overview of uh, what's going to be happening on each different <laughs> Uh, day. Sorry, yeah, I don't know why three thousand feet was the number I chose. But I can't see anything. That's what we're going with. That's that's like what, like almost a mile high up there. Yeah, yeah. There from a plane, a plane's eye view, I think, is what uh, someone we'll said. We'll be once. playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. That's about all you can see from that high. <laughs> uh, if you get a little bit closer, though, you'll see that on Friday. Uh, right now, it's mostly just kind of an open play. Uh, we'll probably get to some like three or eight man pods going if they want to participate in different events if they want to try uh like a, a a draft beforehand then bring the models for that draft we can uh, coordinate that uh and honestly just uh, we're also going to have access to a lot of the organized play kits uh, mm, i've kind yeah, of gone out of my way to accumulate extras uh, as they have come out and we'll have like a library system where you can go and check out a separation anxiety or a vibranium yes. heist uh, all that kind of stuff we have them uh, marked and a little organizer so you can come over and be like hey we want to play this cool your license or some sort of collateral and Give me the keys to your car, at least most of your wallet. And listen, you can play separation and anxiety. And honestly, and you know it's usually worth it. it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Give me your left shoe. <laughs> I, very All legitimate. Right, I, I think I'm going to get that leg. Um, <laughs> Very legitimately, I think uh, separation anxiety specifically, I mean, and granted, a lot of the other organized play kits are great icebreakers for that first mm-hmm. day. You just mm-hmm. get to the convention. Maybe, you know, people, maybe you came alone, but it's it's really nice to be able to grab a pod with a couple people, play some separation anxiety. You never know what you're going to get. It's probably going to be venom somehow long moving now, but I just it's, really like it as an icebreaker. It's so good. I need it's to play that fun, one again. Crazy format. Yeah, they did a bang up job with that one. Yeah, especially just the four player aspect of it is mint 100 Mm percent. So what about Saturday? Uh, Saturday is the uh, main event, as you uh, would usually call it, where we will be starting at uh, nine o'clock in the morning and going for five rounds of the now standard timeline uh, challenger event uh, style Marvel Crisis Protocol. All right. And will that have like a cut that goes into day two as well or into Sunday? Yep. Uh, So then uh, we'll have uh, after the five rounds are over, uh, we'll take the top eight players and they will be in a cut the following day where they'll play it out for uh, the top three. Uh, Then additionally, on day three, uh, we are going to be doing a uh, three box challenge event. And I've got uh, some custom crisis cards made for that uh, to give some extra like point variety and stuff, because I think the one thing that's kind of slacking for a three box challenge is point variety and crisis variety, because you really just have the core set ones. Uh, So this is just uh, some stuff to throw some extra spice in there. Uh, But I think hopefully people will be able to just uh, relax and have fun with that as a uh, send off. I really like that, too. I think that Sunday or that, that final day is kind of really nice, too, especially if you're not in, you know, the, the top eight or, or whatever that it gets cut down mm-hmm. to, to just be able to have fun, do some kind of wild or wacky stuff. Adepticon had the um, uh, affiliation battle um, and just, yeah, give people a chance to play, kind of cool off, have a good end to the convention and. Yeah. And I, I think it's uh, also really important just to have some sort of organized play for that uh, for that day after. So because like you're you obviously you're hoping you make that top eight and so that the rest of your day is going to be busy with that. But in case it's not, 
something there for everybody is, uh, I think, something really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, with that, those changes to um, the standard and extended, uh, have you noticed anything um, in your local community that has kind of shifted pretty drastically? Are people receptive to it? Are they a little angsty about it? What's been the overall reaction to to Challenger? Yeah, so here locally, there hasn't really been any like grumbling about it or anything. It was basically just everybody like took to it and were like, cool, how nice. the crap am I going to build a list now? Because all the tactic cards I uh, used to use is like the filler spots are poof. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we had uh, similar reactions on the Discord and, and locally as well, where for the most part, people are like, you know, what? I'm really happy to see Dan very specifically was I'm very happy to see better rivals gone like <laughs> for um, now. Or, or field well, dressing and things like that. I mean, uh, I, I'm really excited to actually play some some new stuff in there and not feel like I have to take certain cards. Not that I mm-hmm. ever really necessarily felt like I had to, but we've had a couple people in Discord that were a little grumbly about it at first. And they're like, actually, you know what? There's a lot of other tactics cards that are super fun that I should have been using this whole time. And this kind of gives them an opportunity to feel like they can actually play those other cool mm-hmm. cards. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling like... I love what AMG is doing here to keep people out of those pigeonholes where you don't have those same three cards every time. Yeah, you change out a couple based on what characters you included in your squad that are like character or or affiliation specific. Now it's really like, okay, I really have five slots opened up here to be kind of whatever. Do you have any sleepers that that you had maybe disregarded before that have kind of crept up into the rosters that you're building? Uh, it's one that I used to not take in every roster, uh, but with the changes, it is now much more prevalent. And that is mission objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, one of the ones that's uh, really good. I think very splashable uh, because a lot of those cards that used to be the very good splashable uh, just weren't on the restricted list. Disarm is one that I've been advocating for since almost day one, and I hate to see it go on the restricted list because I, I love it so much. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, kind of mission objective is one that I've uh, latched on to a little bit. Uh, I've heard rumblings of recalibration matrix being really good again. Yeah. Kind of uh, coming to, to help because one of the big things uh, is one of the biggest things that kind of stopped dice spikes from hurting the game so much, in my opinion, was field dressing. Because like a dice spike happens, that's OK. That character, like he, he gets a second chance, basically. He's only on one life, but he gets a second chance. He still gets to activation. Uh, and so recalibration matrix, I think, can easily kind of slot into that spot as the card that is going to help uh, some of that dice variance. Yeah. OK. Mission objective one is one that I really like um, as well. It was one that I overlooked because it had a lot of words on it and yeah, I, I'm intimidated yep. by words. <laughs> so but after thinking about it for a while, I was like, yo, like legacy virus or something like that. Being able to mission objective, like almost like taunt uh, your opponent. Uh-huh. To like, yeah, daze them. Do it. Do it. See what happens. <laughs> I feel like that's one I just recently discovered, I think, from ACO, where it was yeah. like, oh, people are taking this card. What? It, oh, that's what it does? How did I miss this? This yeah. is so good. And like, I was just recently taking it. Yeah, for real. Well, and Climbing gear, too. Yes. Which is now. Now, climbing gear was restricted or? It's on gone? the Spider-Man list. It, it, oh, it gotcha. got the, so, got it the got swept under the rug. Yeah. It got the climbing gear right out of here. Yeah. Um. So... One thing that we did happen to get this week as far as updates to standard is we got a new character card that's going to be coming out with uh, Miss Darkstar. Um, Nate, tell me, uh, just just first off, first gut impression, what did you think about Darkstar before we get into her um, her actual card as far as your basic reaction to the release of this? Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm going to tell you my first initial gut reaction was wrong because I read the card wrong and I thought she was <laughs> well, bonkers. We are uh, familiar with that. Quite. Yes, we are. Huh. <laughs> Especially remember Dormammu would read it three times. Oh, that's how it works. Or being really mad at magic, being like, what do you mean? I help my opponent when I roll skulls. Oh, that's not how it works at all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but after a, I guess a, a second uh, glance and read over, I think she's cool. 
uh, I think uh, nothing that's going to like shake up the uh, entire game or anything crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, but I think she's got like at least three affiliations that would love to have her on board. Mm. She's no Crimson Dynamo, but she seems solid was my first impression. Yeah. Like, she's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, we have a question from chat. Uh, Neo asked, do you guys think that this is back to um, some of the cards being restricted and, and cycled? Do you think the gems now being restricted will make a big difference? Personally, I think I've already seen it in games with people not taking um, space on, on Thanos and maybe going some different routes, especially when you kind of have to choose um, between, well, reality on Corvus and space on, on Thanos or Ebony Maw. Um mm-hmm. Am, am I, building your tactics cards can be yeah am I, am I willing to to sacrifice uh brace for impact or um i mean it's really only gonna affect black order again i'm sure black order players are not too happy about it because they kind of got hit with the first change to gems and now this and then like the uh time gem getting objectively worse yeah because i've been uh working on building a, a black order list to play on monday and I was like, oh, well, well, crap, if I take those two gems, I can't take any restricted tactics cards. All right. So it made me rethink, like, do I really need reality on Corvus? Is that yes. necessary? <laughs> the answer is still like, yes. He's still good without it, but it's like as a restricted card now. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a big work. one. So no, I think yeah. he still want it. I think he'll still have it probably. But yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. now that. But Black Order has some, you know, another three threat in there to, to add more variety. So I really want to try a Thanos list Black Order, see how that does. Yeah. Well, and I think that maybe that's the other important thing, too, with with the reality gem on Corvos, Corvos specifically. Mm. Corvos. Corvos um, is that, uh, you know, he's kind of the new Loki uh, leader as well. Not Loki. He's not, but he's a Loki, Loki. leader. Yeah. No, nobody else is Loki. Loki is Loki. All right. If anybody, Listen, he's an authority you. on Loki. That, yeah, very much so. I I saw his Loki punch out of Thanos once. <laughs> Most <laughs> it was a good time. Um, but yeah, shooting back over to uh, to Dark Star. Um, yeah, so I I had a similar reaction where I was a little con- thought she was broken at first, and then <laughs> brought it back down to reality. Um, Is it? Is it the dark force barrier that people that we've read wrong? People thought was way too good, or I believe so. That's what it was for me, but okay. it makes sense because it has the most words. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I read her dark force strike wrong, oh. and I I thought it was a reroll any like Captain Marvel's energy blast where you can pick and choose which dice you reroll. Whereas this one is much more like Doctor Strange's where you have to re-roll all of your attack dice. Oh. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because I thought it was just <laughs> like Captain that. Marvel's as Yeah, well. I thought it, I read it the same way and I was like, wow, that's really good. We need got a great have, builder. Yeah, we need to have guests on more often. We learn <laughs> so much about how to play this game every single time. Read the card. Um. So yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, very nice. But the fact that it's a, a, a static um builder as well yeah it's weird it's like it it's important and it's awesome because when you flub you can mm-hmm. just get rid of it but um yep. but still it's not like you're gonna get more power out of it not, not quite as good as uh yeah what we all originally saw and thought right good but not that good correct mm-hmm. uh, but we will jump into the stats here real quick and kind of go down from top to bottom so she is a yeah. three threat five stamina medium movement size two with three three four four defenses I mean, actually, yeah. solid defenses for a three. I think that matches Baron Zemo, right? Who's also standard. three, three, four. They usually have two threes and a four somewhere. Yeah. Um, yep. Dark four strike is her builder. It is a static builder, but it's range four, strength five, and energy. Gaining only one or gaining a uh, power after the attack is resolved. And then the character may re-roll all of the attack dice, as we just found out, thankfully, from Nate, uh, <laughs> for this attack. So not... Which ones you want, but whole thing. Um, I have Agamottoing it almost. Mm-hmm. Still good. Yeah. I mean, strength five at range four is already great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I rolled three blanks and two blocks. Well, I'll just re-roll it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we we constantly see energy kind of playing a pretty big role. We have a lot of characters now that have pretty massive defenses against both mystic or physical. Right. And sometimes being able to use one for the other. 
So mm-hmm. energy is kind of still the one that sneaks in a little bit unless you're fighting She-Hulk. And then you're like, why does she have a four defense and energy? <laughs> well, energy the is the lowest energy, the lowest defense across the game right now, right? What's that? Mm-hmm. Energy is the lowest average defense across the game. Yeah. Because there's a lot of characters out there with four physical or like carnage. Mm-hmm. And then a, like there's a lot of like magnetos and juggernauts with five, six mystic that throws off that curve. So energy mm-hmm. builder is pretty sweet. And it seems like if they tank one on a regular basis, it's it's mystic usually is where we see like those twos, but it's heavily balanced out by those fives and sixes on all of those uh, convocation mm-hmm. characters and yeah. helmeted. And they kind characters. of then offset the the physical ones because there's like almost everybody in convocations just rolling two physical defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dark Star's Spender is rending force. Uh, it's listed as a physical, but you can choose between it being physical or energy. Range nice. two, strength seven for only three power with bleed on a wild. It's not going to blow the doors off, but it's it's. Yeah, you're never going to use it anyway. Good dice, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Probably no, you, you shouldn't. With her superpowers, you're never going to use this attack unless you have no other option. The acid spit of the uh, with the winter. Yes. Guard. Other than that, it's uh, worse. Cold blooded from Lizard. Because mm. his does bleed and slow. But like, but he can't make his energy. If she needs to do an, a physical attack, she has the option. Yeah. Like if she's yeah. up against a wall and has to make a, a big attack, she can. Or if you're loaded up on power and right before you teleport yourself to safety, you punch someone really hard with uh, some dark matter. Yeah. Any thoughts, Maybe. Nate, on that spender? Are you going to use it ever or only in emergency oh, situations? Like that, that That is the like maybe one out of 80 games does that <laughs> spender uh, actually see use. I, I That's like, when a KO She-Hulk. Correct. Yeah, 100%. Because you use it as physical. Because you use it as physical. Yep. <laughs> there um, you go. I, I do. I like I, I kind of like it a little bit, almost kind of as that like not like an ace in the back of your pocket, but another reason to have your opponent be like, well, I don't want to get that close. Yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that it's also only range two yeah. hurts. She, I don't think she wants to get that close. So she's got a range four builder. Right. No, I'm saying the opponent is like, well, I don't necessarily want to get that close to Dark Star. Right. I'm going to get up there. I have to understand that I could get swung back upon. Right. So she's got that bit of a deterrent. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, so her first. I, oh, go for it. I was about to say, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a negative uh, Nancy over here. I, I just don't because like I, I want to get close to Dark Star. It's like that. That's where Baron Zemo where Valkyrie just uh, goes in and carves her up a little yeah. bit. Mm. The the retaliation isn't anything too concerning. I, I kind of wish there was just like another status effect, like a shock or something on there. Because uh, like if you look at Shuri, she kind of like like you actually are a little bit worried if she gets off her Sonic Crush because you're guaranteed stunned. And on a wild, uh, she gives you the stagger condition as well. Mm. Yeah. So just like, I don't know, like th- throw a, a wild shock on there or something. Yeah. For how power hungry Darkstar is to have to spend that three on this. You want a little bit more bang for your buck. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you have to compare it to, yeah, all of her other powers. Right. Which yeah. are great. <laughs> like one for really one good. as far as cost. So that for the, speaking of that first power we have uh, is an active called Dimensional Portal. Costs mm. three power. Choose this character or another allied character within range three and place it within range three of its current position. A character can be placed by the superpower only once per turn. So really important thing here. Like seeing a character can only be placed by this once per turn really instead powerful. of this being a once per round again yeah. thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah, that is a, a very clear power switch. If she gets stacked with power, she's teleporting people all over the place. Like mm-hmm. she could mm-hmm. do that three times in a turn potentially. Yeah. I, I mean, not, not uh, to be compared unfairly against magic, but still it's, you, you have reach in both ways mm-hmm. where you're putting it and where you're picking it up. <laughs> um, her dark force barrier is her reactive. That is her other superpower for three power. When this is the one I read wrong incorrectly. Nope. I just read it incorrectly, not wrong incorrectly. Then I would have figured it I out. I was saying like you read it so wrong. You read it <laughs> yeah. wrong and incorrectly mm-hmm. at the same time. 
Uh, when this character or an allied character within range three is targeted by a physical or energy attack, this character may use the superpower. Add two dice to the defense roll against the attack. This character or the allied character cannot be advanced, pushed, or placed by the effects of that attack. Really like this. I mean, it's it's a near indomitable, but with a defensive steroid. With cable shield plus indomitable yeah. for one more power. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just don't work against throws. But then, nope. I mean, then it should cost a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Stopping throws is is a lot because you typically pay a lot for a throw, either a big spender or just a superpower. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Dark Force Barrier is great. And this is one of, we, we haven't seen a whole ton of these effects, but they're normally on significantly higher threaded characters, um, mm -hmm. I believe. It's like Cassandra Nova has something similar, Jean Grey. So you're normally spending at least four or five to get that effect on the field or um, Cable. So between the two, I think she actually allows some play as a splash that would normally take a significantly heavier commitment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she likes to be as a splash. Yeah. Like Inhumans, Dark Dimension, A-Force, anything that's giving her more power out of taking damage and her builder. Yeah. She, she's going to love those affiliations. Yeah. So I guess when you're not running her on Team Slav, Nate, where are you putting Darkstar? Absolutely. So, uh, one, I think she's because how Crimson Dynamo works and how I'm going to assume Ursa and Red Guardian work, I think she is going to really like uh, the Winter Guard with their uh, Iron Curtain leadership. Uh, but then the other places I like her are uh, A-Force. Because I think uh, she and She-Hulk are going to just be like best friends. Mm -hmm. It's yep. like, oh, no, like Darkstar is going to take a big attack. We don't want that. She-Hulk takes that. Oh, no, She-Hulk got out of position. Hmm. We don't like that. Darkstar just put her back in place. Well, she also has flight for special delivery. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But she would have to be. <laughs> she would have to be a force. Well, she'd have to be a force. This is oh, a, a heroic that was, version yeah. of Darkstar, at least. So, like, fingers crossed. Like they, they can't just never give us another A-Force member, right? Right. Right. I mean... I don't know if I'm about A-Force. so long. Or maybe like a, a, a sub-faction of A-Force, like the A-Plus Force. She was just a new mutant students. for a while, too, so she could the be triple on force Yeah. Triple A-Force. <laughs> <laughs> it's only people that can move other people. She'd be perfect for it. Yeah. It's her and Magic. And Lockjaw. And Lockjaw. You keep forgetting Lockjaw. Alyssa's is going to come in here, and she's going to airhorn you for forgetting Lockjaw. I turn the sounds off for this stream. <laughs> she's going to find a way. She's going to come in the basement and airhorn you in real life. Yeah, probably. And be like, stop waking up my kid. <laughs> He's not in bed just yet, but. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think in A-Force, she's great. Like Dan said, Dark Dimension, just giving her more power. Really, any affiliation that can, can funnel her stuff is going to be. Uh, Massively beneficial. Sure. Um, how do or we, Cabal or Red Skull's Cabal? Yeah, her builder gets two every time. One. Every time, yeah, she gets two every time. Any, I'm just trying to think of any other affiliation that can just give her more power. Steve's Avengers, because anybody's better than Steve's Avengers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, and yeah. that's that's the thing. It's like the first thing that comes to mind anytime we talk about like, well, what. What other affiliation would this character be good at? It's like, oh, well, Steve's Avengers, obviously. All those powers are cheaper. Do, do, do they have a reactive power? Do they have a normal power? Ah, oh, Steve. Steve hmm. likes that. I think, yeah. Works pretty good with Steve. Best affiliation right out of the gate. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what's, uh, what tactics cards do we feel like might be accompanied along with her? Just go for some absolute wild speculation here. Uh, what's the one with Miss Marvel on it that makes things cheaper? I have no idea. You know no matter what I'm the cost. Yeah, is that it? No matter the cost, or she could take yeah, damage. Yeah, take damage oh. instead of spending power. Yeah, I was thinking Miss Marvel. Make her spend her less. Yeah, or maybe some. Uh, granted, would be very hard to do. Um, she makes constructs, right? Put put some terrain back on the field, or like a magnetic construct or something on there. We know there's not terrain in the box, but I want it still. Oh, what are you saying? Like, what kind of tactics card is she going to come with? Yeah. Oh, 
I thought you meant like okay. what Texas cards do you want to yeah, use with is, her. Oh no, I'm this sorry. This is not the. <laughs> this is not. Listen, I was I'm, thinking like, oh man, this is uh, advanced R and D. I don't. Oh, so so wild speculation of a Texas card we could get with her. Yeah, not wild speculation of what Texas cards we could use with her. We don't need wild <laughs> speculation for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know too much about Dark Star other than Phantom X. Yeah, <laughs> Phantom X certainly got her. <laughs> um, so maybe that. Oh my gosh, what? A, what? So, okay, <laughs> yeah, really excited there. I did. I, I can't did. wait to see it. So maybe she has a Tactus card, right? Okay, that's all about uh, okay. keeping her alive or something along those lines. Maybe, maybe there will be like a. Um, uh, like an Odin's blessing for the Slav force and it will keep her alive or at one or if she takes a bunch of or any anyone on the Winter Guard that keep them alive at one. But, 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 but the art on the tactics card will have Phantom Axe, Phantom Axe sneaking up on Darkstar. And then we can get Phantom Axe on something and then I'll just lose my mind and be very happy. Yeah, I'd love to see Phantom Axe. I could see some kind, like you said, some kind of construct building um like a web barrier type thing yes actually that would probably be a significantly more easy way to do it <laughs> instead of outside of like making metal constructs yeah that we know are in the box <laughs> that we are yeah yep it is wild speculation yep. so yeah something like web barrier to represent i'm sure he has the dark force barrier so yeah what are you thinking, Nate? I don't know. I feel like she probably has some sort of like a dark aura manifestation or something that she could uh, do Maybe they cycled out bitter rivals because they'll give it to her as a she just punched a bunch of dark. I mean, hey, dark Mysterio dark got one. Why not her? Right, right. I like that. Or something to yoink power from people. Her grand illusion. Yeah. What else does illusion. the dark force do besides blasty blast people? Oh, everything. She gets she's got like a doppelganger on the other uh plane as well. <laughs> she can like play oh, places yeah. with her stuff. Oh, so she got a card for that for sure. Yeah. She's got a doppelganger card. Yeah. Oh, maybe it like gives her stealth or lets her. Uh, she's the double donger. She's the double donger. <laughs> All right. Check out our Patreon to see what we're talking about there. I really like doppelgangers, but can't use the term doppelganger. So sometimes you just need to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has some Fair kind enough. of doppelganger card. Uh, maybe it's a uh, work similar to uh, Nick Fury's life model decoys. Oh, maybe not with tokens for it, but something to like a defensive effect where it's like oh you hit my doppelganger instead just kidding yeah like substitution cool. of pokemon i actually dig that quite a bit or like a trickster almost you know yeah like you get targeted and oh actually i'm over here that was my dark star duplicate but it like why wears her out so she only does it once because she's it's a card yeah to like kind of justify that but it comes back every turn that she's still on the winter guard mm. uh, magneto-esque yeah i don't mind that what does it do? Oh, you play it and your opponent rolls when you get targeted, mm-hmm. your opponent rolls like two fewer attack dice. Yeah. Well, maybe it should be after you get hit. Because it was like, oh, it was my doppelganger all along. I, I have a feeling that all of our wild speculation cards are just going to turn into, well, this card got cycled out. So really, she just has field dressing, but only she can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and suddenly we see her everywhere. Right? Winter Guard has field dressing, but it's the St. Bernard with the barrel. Yes! <laughs> oh, and it gives you stagger too when you get rest. <laughs> no, just stun. Stagger's too, too mad. Yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> or it gets you up, but only for the rest of that round. And then you get back down. I kind of you... dig that a little bit, honestly. Like last action hero yeah. I could see something that does a lot of slow around because it's like cold. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. like you slip on the ice. Oh, it does like Sub-Zero's ice puddle. Yeah. Someone I don't just know. slides and they they get pushed somewhere. Medium in a random direction. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how they're going to do that when he comes out. Oh, Sub-Zero? Sub-Zero? <laughs> <laughs> that was thinking Iceman. Yeah. For sure. Sub-Zero too. Never heard of him. <laughs> Carefully, you say Iceman, and the chat gets fired up about how we're never going to get them. Because they're mean. mean, We'll we'll get them about the time we get Nightcrawler, right? So said for a while, I'd be fine with the Iceman Nightcrawler box. That would, I'd be like done with my wish list practically. Yeah. Other than Spider-Man villains. 
Uh, I need I need well Agent Venom for one thing. Right. But yeah. uh, Psylocke is a, is an X Men I would love to see. Super cool. Yeah. Very much. I'm so. sure we'll if we got Winter Guard, we're gonna get Thunderbolts. So we'll get Agent Venom. And he could be I mean, we've already too. got like everybody except Red Hulk, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Depending on the team, I mean, we got Baron Zemo. We have the other members of the Thunderbolts. Like I was like going through my head of like, well, am I going to talk about the team with Ghost and Yelena or the team with Agent Venom and, and Ghost Rider? Oh, what but, other Thunderbolts do we have? I can't think of any. Well, else. so that team actually very specifically, and we have pretty much all of them outside of Agent Venom and um, and Red Hulk. Red Hulk. So that one could, had Electra and like Punisher and Ghost Rider and Deadpool. So we, we have. Oh, all OK. There've been a lot of groups of Thunderbolts over the years. Yeah. Songbird yeah. would be super cool from some OG stuff. Or I'd love to see man. OG Thunderbolts with the '90s look with Atlas and Mach. Oh, so I don't. Even, I don't. Whatever. I never called. read those. I came in closer to Dark Reign. So I read the first bit of the the original original Thunderbolts with like Citizen V and whatnot. Oh, gotcha. Oh, wow. Well, I would Pretty love cool. to have a card for like Citizen V's um like alter ego, right? They should put him in the game. He really should be. It's a missed opportunity so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give it time. I mean, if we're if we're doing deep cuts, like frankly, the Winter Guard, like I don't think anything's off the table except for Fantastic Four until year four. <laughs> you know, seems like it. When I think of Chuck's all the call, might be right there. Yeah. I, I, so I I think very legitimately, like when I think of the big characters that need to come out before the Fantastic Four, it's Modok. Arnim Zola, Cassandra Nova, <laughs> Cassandra Nova. Um, and that's the thing that I absolutely adore about this game, right? There's just those absolute wild cards. And I actually, I super dig Arnim Zola. I'm really excited to see the mods very specifically that people do and how they paint them up and what other things they put on there. I'm expecting I'm like terrified to paint that television face, right? Yeah. I'm super yeah. curious how that is going to, to function, if that's going to be recessed or or how that's going to work. Yeah, they they confirmed like oh, on a did. stream or something that it's a sculpted face in there and it has a the clear panel you put on oh, top of cool. it, just like I made my call a while ago. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, I still want to see people put a crane brain in there. Yes, or like a, a monochrome, like old black and green uh, computer monitor. Like from Civil mm-hmm. War, yeah, Captain America Civil War, uh, yeah, that too. I was just thinking one with just text on it, or the orange blank, or the uh, the like off air, the the like rainbow broadcasting thing with the black bar at the mm. bottom. Make it look like a Game Boy screen that's like green and a different green. Oh yeah, and like I'm just like getting really small letters under it, like color. <laughs> you know what? Green. One thing I forgot to start the episode with that I always start the episode with, unless I forget, was games played and hobby thoughts. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nate, have you hobbied at all this week? Or uh, since hobbied, I, 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 <clears throat> what kind of hobbying are we talking about? Uh, like the painting kind, I'm sorely guilty of only painting terrain in the past month. Well, no, I mean, that, that, yeah. that counts for sure. Putting together, assembling, doing anything to to, to, you to actually paint terrain. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, part of the unfortunate pleasures of uh, hosting NashCon. So we appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so what what have you been painting the most or uh, or assembling terrain wise for NashCon? Uh, so everything at this point is at least assembled. Uh, I've gone through like... I think it's a total of 12 size three buildings, like the little daily bugle things. Yeah. Except I also have some, I don't know if you guys have seen them, uh, but basically uh, Corvus Terrain, who makes a lot of the really cool 3D files that you can print and all that kind of stuff, uh, came out with basically some destroyed size three daily bugle size buildings. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh, which is really cool. And then I spliced those files with another file I have of a uh, sentinel. And so like I have a sentinel hand through a window or a Ooh, sentinel nice. head uh, in there and stuff. So that's uh, that's what I'm pretty excited to uh, see to fully come to life. But I've got like 14 cars, six uh, garbage bins on my table. So <laughs> nice, is, right is, there. Is that kind of the the key to success? They're just keeping some of that stuff around you, kind of at all times. So while you're doing other things, you can kind of just 
get some done. It, it is a no presence. If like it's like cool, I've got an evening to myself. Throw up a YouTube or Hulu or whatever else. Yeah, and kind of have something to listen to, paint, and so on. I have two and a half minutes until this hot pocket is done. I can at least get. <laughs> a coat on the uh um, a little bit more done on the what's what's the um the bulldog symbol on all the trash stuff the cleanup damage, uh, the damage, control. Control. damage control yeah i can get a couple damage control things done uh sweet biscuits in chat said uh as far as arnim zola conversions to do quaid from total recall out of the chest mm. of uh arnim zola uh, that would be uh. awesome <laughs> require a, a lot of green stuff but <laughs> um dan how about bit. you I've actually been doing a lot of hobby. I'm okay. a teacher, so I'm on summer vacation. So, oh, like, did you take today off? <laughs> I did. Take, I did not have to work today, That's super which was cool. good. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing a bunch. I've been painting a bunch of Legion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, played mm-hmm. my first like real game of Legion yesterday. Oh heck yeah! It was awesome. How'd it go? It, it went great. It had a great time. Uh, our buddy Logan locally, who's been on a, a one network thing, yeah. Um, but he's a great opponent. Um, and it went really well. He hates my Wookiees, which was awesome because mm. he was underestimated them and yeah. they punched Darth Maul into the ground. Kind of uh, red. But I painted up uh, a legion or not a, geez, a whole legion, uh, a unit of clone troopers and like Kashyyyk uh, green camo. Mm-hmm. The Wookiee mm. planet people don't know because um, I'm I want to make it like half of my force is going to be the 501st that have like the blue markings that were like Anakin and Ahsoka's. Uh, group and that's then, the tattoo you have right or we're gonna get no nope, first definitely not oh okay <laughs> and then the other part of my force is gonna be like Kashyyyk themed with Chewbacca and Wookiees and Yoda and whatnot rad which is super fun um but yeah it was great I like that game a lot um I can't wait to see what AMG does with it and just hope uh, Ahsoka is my ice man for that game like maybe someday mm. we'll get Ahsoka oh yeah <laughs> and I'm not the only one that's like where's Ahsoka in this game super odd that they put Cassandra Nova in Legion also <laughs> before Ahsoka we have Agent Callus from Rebels that nobody cares about we don't have Ahsoka who's a beloved character uh but I also just finished up Supergiant today mm. which I'm super nice. excited for uh to try out because she's weird <laughs> yeah okay that makes more sense so like uh dan messaged me earlier in, in a group chat today and was like hey i'm gonna be putting together um scourge and heimdall, uh, heimdall for monday if you want to use them and i was like are are you are you are you sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would i would love to um, Yeah, i figured i'd give you first refusal i'll have them done for monday for sure um but if you have um now Black Swan and Supergiant done. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, Taylor just finished my uh, Supergiant on the Hobby Hangout on Wednesday here on the Twitch. Um, or maybe that was before I wasn't there and I was accosted. Uh, yeah, we got yelled at a lot being there. I was watching it on demand, the video, the VOD for it while I was painting Supergiant and we got called out a bunch of times for forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll play Black Order. But if you finish your Super Giant as well, then you'll get to try something new. Cool. Well, either way, one of us will play Black Order and one of us will use Heimdall and Scourge. Yeah. Or a little bit of both. And uh, we'll get that figured out for Monday because I'm fine either way. Uh, Nate, have you gotten a chance to have new Asgardians or the new Black Order on the table yet? Uh, not the uh, I have tried out the the Black Swan with the Power Gem. Yeah, and having a, a real fun time with that. It's a. Uh, did you uh, run it with Black Order? Did you splash her into something else to just be a beat uh, stick? I, I splashed her with Cabal, and then I, I ran her with uh, Corvus's uh, new leadership. Nice. I like Black Swan a lot. She did work for me in that uh, when I played she, her kind of gross. a while ago. Yeah, I'm two just weeks ago. thinking about that with Cabal. So she on all of her follow up attacks and stuff, she was getting energy from or from power from each one of them, right? Even uh-huh. if they're not generators. Ooh. Oh, uh-huh. wow. I like that a lot. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I really dig that. Um, yeah. yeah, I liked her. I, I, I'm skeptical about Supergiant just because she's like the weirdest piece out there. Hmm. Like yeah. she's the most one of the most unique characters with what she does with like ethereal and her spender not doing damage like she's odd i will say i played a game recently against the super giant 
And uh, the tactics card that I forget what it's called. And I'm very thankful Nate is here because I'm sure he'll know it right away. But there's a (laughs) Uh card where (laughs) pressure's on. You will lay plans. No, uh, not the psychic shockwave thing. Uh, There's a a different one. This is older. Didn't come in their box. Oh, Uh, price of failure. No, that's not it. It's it's. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll despair. That's it. I'll explain the card. Maybe it's one of those. It's uh, where you would be dazed. You get an attack yep. off first, and if you get healed, that was that the one. Yeah, blood despair for that. Blood despair. Yeah, works real good on her because her builder heals her. If she. Oh, the black would actually have a way to heal themselves. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They, yep. they, they said the whole the whole time they've been like this card is you know, like it's, it's for future proofing. It's for just. In case down the line, that's right. She has the, if she does damage with her builder, she re- regains one, mm-hmm. same as uh, Omega Red. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. So blood despair is great on her. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. There's a card I'm taking, especially when you kind of got to go out of your way to take her down anyway, and then she does that, and you're like, well, but <laughs> you don't understand. I only needed to do one damage, and I did it. But <laughs> now I need to do another one again. <laughs> that sounds like yeah, one of our games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ah, shucks. Ah, shuckle my butters. <laughs> you know what? I think she would be an absolute blast character to play in the uh, Separation Anxiety. Oh, yeah. Like, For who only knows three? what she could get up to. Oh, yeah. Though, I mean, those are really the characters I feel like that shine in that when they get some random uh-huh. ability and now they have invulnerability and a nerd to pain on something like that. And you're like, well, what am, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> it doesn't matter how I do the damage. It just always does one. But yeah, so uh, as far as some of the releases that you haven't been able to check out yet with um, the new Asgardians and uh, Black Order, are there any that you're excited to to make use of? Like, who's the one? Do you, do you need to see Heimdall on the table in Splashed and everything like everyone else does? Because uh, no, I don't think he needs to be. I think there are like two, maybe three places that he needs to see play. OK. Oh, and where's that? Uh, uh, so Avengers, because uh, <laughs> that, that's the one. Like, if that's not your first go-to reaction, you're wrong. Just, just yeah. do it and have fun. Uh, rerolls for one, yes, please. Movement for one, yes, please. Like, just all the all the things you want. Yeah. Uh, Dark Dimension, because uh, he's a character that should never be hitting that max of six power, and he always wants more power. Mm. Uh, plus, helping Dormammu uh, move up uh, on yeah. that large base turn one is uh, solid. Right, because there's no size limit to his or Dark Stars. That's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and Nate, that's a you. The way you worded that too is actually very important. So I, I had never considered, as far as making uh, Dark Dimension rosters, bringing characters that should never have more than six power. Not that, well, I, I want to use this. I want them to have power. But, like, I'm using this every round. I'm using these things constantly. They're always mm-hmm. under that level because mm-hmm. if I have it, it's already been used. And a three is good for Dark Dimension yeah. with how oh, expensive sure. Dormammu is. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the Dark Dimension list. Twos and threes. Yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I can't wait to get Scourge on the table just because I want to roll that six die builder on yeah. a three threat. Like, it was a big deal when Gamora had a six die builder mm-hmm. for a four threat. And Scourge is like, oh, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my axe. <laughs> and there, there's this really cool card called Doom Prophecy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got four physical defense. Sounds like a 10 strength builder to me. Yeah. Scourge yeah. that one a lot. But you're only going to get one power from it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. They're dead anyway. Yeah. He doesn't need the power after that. He already chopped him down. Yeah, like a cherry tree. That's why he can't lie. A lot of people don't know that. They didn't include it on any of his tactic cards, but uh, Scourge can't lie. Also has wooden teeth. <laughs> They're wooden goat or sheep teeth uh, made from wooden, wooden sheep. But Wow. But, that was the fastest backtrack I've ever heard. Yeah, a little bit. It's Listen, a true story you can find on the internet. When Heimdall's on your team, he can help you backtrack as much as you want. <laughs> Fair. Um, but once again, everybody... Uh, there are only potentially still five. There might be less now uh, tickets for NashCon left. Um, That is the link I just posted in there. It's in the show notes too. If you're listening to the podcast version, get those tickets. I'm going to be there. Nate's going to be there. Uh, Some handful of people in chat are going to be there. Mm. 
Awesome. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, for those who, I guess, are listening and don't know, uh, it's going to be in August, the 19th through the 21st, I believe, that weekend at least. Uh, and it'll be a really good time. We, they uh, they just recently opened up some uh, more hotel rooms uh, mm. for that have like the cheaper costs and stuff, which is really nice. Uh, you can come and get some authentic Nashville hot chicken, which is something that bothers me. Uh, on a personal level, because like everywhere, even when we were in Chicago at Adepticon, like everyone was like, oh, yeah, you can have some Nashville hot chicken. I'm like, it's just, it's just hot chicken, guys. Like, <laughs> it's not Nashville. How you got to throw Nashville. Nashville in front of there? You don't understand. Like, it's not available here. And I, I want it so badly. And whenever places just like throw out some Nashville hot chicken thing, I'm like, well, I got to try it. And then I never get there during its like special edition release. And then I'm mad about it or they don't have it or they're out of it. Just, Dude, I'm gonna take you to Party Fowl, and you're gonna you're gonna love it. Is it Party Fowl like a bird? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, I want to go now. No, like a it's party. Not too late. Five tickets left. Oh no! <laughs> you better get over there right now. <sighs> I um, want to. I just want to go to a place called Party Fowl with a pun like that. For real. <laughs> um, Nate. Also, uh, I I hear uh because i'm there listening to it and watching them all the time that you have a podcast and a youtube channel as well where where where's uh, the best the, place for yeah. people to check out them things uh yeah so on youtube you can just uh i guess type in the gamers guild marvel crisis protocol one of those two things should probably pull up a, a video somewhere uh but yeah i've got a, a nice little youtube channel that has a, a lot of content battle reports uh, character reviews and just kind of some general advice from time to time on Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'll, uh, I'll say, too, one of the things that I absolutely adored from your channel, and I, I've talked about it a lot on this show, but the uh, the oops, all rapid fire and rerolls. Oh, my God. List. You loved that. Oh, so my. Much. It's still great. It was too. a great idea. Um, I considered bringing that to NashCon up until the Power Bottom 10 just got reworked to be able to play X-Force. But it's it's a very, very, very fun, reliable list. Uh, that I really enjoy. So uh, if you're looking for some of that stuff, the Gamers Guild YouTube is is certainly the place for it. Well, well, thank you. I think that list ended up being a lot more competitive than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> because now I see like a ton of people taking Shadowland Daredevil for the TTS and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this wasn't jank. No, <laughs> no. Surprisingly <laughs> lethal. Anything. Accidental no, tactics. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, your podcast as well. You've had a whole bunch of guests on there, too. I really enjoyed the um, the roster building that you did with uh, Sarah Rowan and um, yeah. that, that your compatriot there did with Dallas. Yeah, no, uh, had some some wonderful guests, uh, other content creators who uh, claim specialization in certain affiliations, because like, honestly, like I, I don't have time to devote to every affiliation like there there are two yeah. or three at this point that i enjoy i know and kind of their ins and outs but some of the other ones that we we just don't know so it's it's great to have so many knowledgeable uh, community members who are able to come on and talk but also just uh a, in my opinion a great uh, crew of guys I'm, I'm biased though since i'm part of that crew i guess <laughs> uh but yeah that's uh i guess you just search uh, the gamers guild uh on your podcast platform of choice and hopefully we're on there and if not let me know and i can get it on there and there will be links like i said down in the youtube video when this gets over there as well as in the podcast show notes as well um Super quick shout out as well to Fury's Finest. We had Dylan on this past week uh, for Oh Yeah, the Power Phase. He mm. came in uh, full President Loki attire. It was amazing. It was Gosh. awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He even had stickers in his pocket. He was handing yeah. out Vote Loki. Uh, I dressed up as Kingpin, <laughs> which is why my face looks really stupid. Uh, yeah, you and need to grow that beard back. I do. I'm working on it. Consider <laughs> it in progress. Um, so I was moving uh, characters around with uh, Kingpin King. I didn't break any of them. No models got broken. That was honestly way funnier than it had any right to be. <laughs> it was a lot more fun than it had any right to be, too. <laughs> trying to move Scarlet Witch, who has so many extra effects on there, and not trying to mm -hmm. knock her over, but also surprisingly um, well-balanced to get back upright mm. when I knocked her down by accident. <laughs> Um, but as always, please make sure to check out all of the Marvel Crisis Protocol streams that we do here on the Twitch Monday for Oh Yeah! The Power Phase. Dan and I will be playing this next Monday, some Asgard versus some Black Order, I believe. 
Probably. Wednesdays, Taylor, uh, now considered untactical. Please don't forget about him every Wednesday night. Especially his birthday week. <laughs> Correct. Especially his birthday week where he does some MCP hobbying stuff, whether it's terrain or some of the newer models that comes out or building out his own personal collection. Make sure to get through some of your back sprue log by joining him Wednesday nights and uh, hobbying for a little bit. Obviously right here every Thursday uh, for Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? And check out professionalcasual.com. There is a ton of content there if you're looking for actual play RPGs, Marvel Crisis Protocol, blogs. It's Listen, it's got it all. It's even got a lead eight showdown for a little bit. But lastly, one thing I just like you to know about the Patreon, patreon.com slash professional casual you'll get access to the discord there that helps us provide all of this content and be able to provide coverage at these conventions as well uh, it really helps us out would really appreciate your support there also join the discord a twitch sub or uh, at any level of the patreon uh, you get access to the discord and it's a great place to be mm -hmm. if you want to be overwhelmed by the amount of channels and people constantly talking that is the place to be Good problem to have, though. It is. It really it is. is. Um, one of the one of the benefits of having an international audience is that there's always a lot of people awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but guys, thank you so much, Nate. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we'll see you all Monday uh, and at NashCon. I Ooh. love you. Buy those tickets. They're almost gone. They probably are. You better get there now. <laughs>